Successfully Unstuck is a weekly podcast that's here to encourage you to unleash your desires and put them into action so you can live a life that feels whole and exciting. The world needs your gifts and it's time for you to share them. So let's get moving. everyone, it's Jojo here, back with episode 51, Applying Your Strengths. We are back with Josue Reina, and I'm excited for you to hear part two of our discussion about the Strengths Finder. Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to Ariana Theis. She writes this wonderful newsletter all about finances. It's called The Wealthy Tea. And financial security is really important to her. So she spills the tea on what the wealthy know that we may not know. And it covers how to use debt to your benefit, inflation, ways to make money. And she also has a 30-day money challenge that you should definitely check out. And that website will be in the show notes. Josh, thanks for being back. Hello, Kelly. This is going to be really fun. I've been holding this in. So for those of you who have not listened to episode 50, go back and listen to Josh explaining the strength finder. So you asked me to take the test again. (laughs) Yes. I was normally, I'm just not nervous about those kind of things, but for some reason, I'm more aware of maybe even what the test will assess. And I was a little bit afraid Mm -hmm. that it was going to be different. Is that, do you find that with people who have taken it again? Like, do they? You, you were afraid that it was going to be different. Like, like I wasn't going to be nice anymore. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I think I can feel like my my energy and my direction is a little bit different and more intentional. Mm-hmm. When we met, it was this amazing time where I was so well supported. Any idea that I had, then it was how much money do you want? Make it happen. And it was a very secure feeling. Yeah. Which I'm sure even affected how I took that test. Yeah. This time when I took it again, I was more concerned with what, what my strengths were going to be. It was like in that instant, I realized I was different and I never thought I was different. So I was just wondering if other people express that to you or if you get the chance to discuss it. Yeah, no, I think folks have all kinds of reactions to, to retaking an assessment um, and, you know, it just depends on what it means to them because it's so close, especially when, you know, it's a retake. So you've done it before and there's a big piece of your identity that's there. Right. And so to have to sit down in silence and kind of wrestle with this idea of how has your identity shifted? That's huge. You can't like nobody's going to take that lightly, usually. Right. But what's funny is I, knowing which of your strengths changed i'm like oh there's there's an explanation right there <laughs> tell, me, tell me about some of the i mean do you remember any off top 
any of your previous ones that you noticed changed like um where can you read my five yeah so so you had one that changed so right now your top five are futuristic communication strategic positivity and woo the and one strategic that, was different right no you had strategic before the one that was different before i believe was woo that wasn't there before well it wasn't in your top five you had input and um input being the collector the uh let me just save and <laughs> and i'll collect everything right um served you well at that time probably having to run a brand new program and build it yourself and being open to everybody's ideas so that we all get along and you said okay I'll take that I'll take that and I'll take this person and I'll take that person right just collecting all the things but like you said now you have a lot more intentionality in what you're wanting to do you probably have developed a lot more boundaries now as to where input was like, and Callie's laughing. Nobody can see this. I'm sorry, Jojo is just laughing. But, you know, there's been over time where you realize I don't need to gather everything and save it for a day when it might be useful. And, and you know, I can let this other side of me shine that I might have suppressed for a little bit because it was making somebody else uncomfortable, you know? Are you sure you're not a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> So the woo definitely stood out and I'm going to say that the, the largest change with, with how I behave, I mean, on top of things I've experienced, right. But mm -hmm. my behavior is different because I trust myself more. I am much more confident and that, so some of that woo comes from like trusting my intuition and developing that and surrounding myself with people who you know, either trust my gut or they trust their own gut. But I have been, you know, my mom and my best friend are always like, you're always right. And they don't mean I'm always right. They mm -hmm. mean when you have a feeling inside, mm -hmm. it's normally the right direction. So, so, so do you want to, do you want to start there with woo maybe? Yeah, maybe let's go. We'll work backwards. <laughs> so what I would, what we'll do, we'll kind of explore. I'm going to give you some kind of brief descriptions. I haven't looked at like your personalized report. I just looked at the top five and I was like, oh, because we know each other. So I'm like, right. oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so I'll kind of like, just give you a little bit, like, you know, put some breadcrumbs out and you tell me if it makes sense or not. So starting with woo, woo is all about um, that instant connection. It's about being able to, you know, make friends with strangers because they're not really strangers. They're already your friend. You have an instinct about people, like you said, a gut feeling about people, and you know how to approach them because of that gut feeling, right? And so um, like people are not necessarily always foreign. They're just like, I just, it's somebody who I, I know them. I just don't know their name yet. Right. So let me walk over and introduce myself. And Wu has this like lightning quick, uh, you know, ability to start a conversation. There's a spark, there's a charm to Wu. There's this, you know, it, what they say in Gallup is W O O stands for winning others over. Oh. So you have an ability to win others over and um, it, typically comes with that charismatic behavior. And so, you know, what's funny is that Wu um, by itself in general loves to live in that like playful, um, 
shallow is not the right word, but, or surface level, but like, let's keep it here. Let's keep it light so that we can connect with more people. Right. So Wu can, can be like a good networker. And so it might be that, like that hesitancy to, to, and I'm doing hand gestures again. And, and I love it. Audio. I love it. <laughs> I'm Maybe sorry. We'll use it someday if I get over my hair insecurity. <laughs> no, but um, you know, what's interesting is if Wu loves to live there, if the fun is up there on the surface, and then you're told to take an assessment that's causing you to sit still and think deeply for a moment that can also, you know, cause a little bit of hesitancy. So, um, so, but that's woo. That woo is a people person. Woo is like energized by the crowd and let me talk to people. Let me get to know you. So what, what do we got going on there for you? That's absolutely me. Um, I love how you mentioned keeping things light because when you were explaining Wu, it just made me keep thinking, I love people so much. Like I want to find a way to include people. I do try to keep things light. Like if there's a really awkward situation, I am going to crack a joke. And as you know, this last year has been wild. The year before I was in Colombia for three months and then mm -hmm. we had some deaths in the family and it's just been this roller coaster. But connecting with people really helped get through all of those things being yeah. out of the country and coming back. And it's actually enhanced my ability to connect with people because I know how it feels now to be yeah. somewhere where your language isn't the primary language and things like that. Yeah. But what an experience for somebody with woo, like you you just said, it, to be in a, in a place where you, you know, the, the language is foreign to you, then it, it, but woo doesn't lose the craving to connect. And so then you find other ways to connect or you really, you know, dive deep into the language. Although I know, you know, some Spanish. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I still just had the sensitivity for my students where English isn't their primary language. Like I get it because yeah. where I was in Colombia, it's, there were people from all over. So yes, I can speak Spanish, but where are you from? Cause those words are different. So I, yeah. I was able to grapple with it, but you're right. I did still have that desire to connect and I still have friends over there that I miss so much. So yeah, yeah. So the the one little final note that I'll I'll kind of leave about Wu is um I I I love that you you know you talk about kind of loss over the last couple of years. And when we talk about honoring our strengths and kind of like unleashing them, we have to just let them breathe. And for some folks in that grieving process, there is lots of time for like solitude. There's a lot of like I just need some alone time. But people with high woo sometimes need to recognize, like, I need some connection time. I need that spark, you know, and it's just part of what's inside of you. And so um, that's awesome. But that also you started talking about hinting to our next one, which is positivity. Um, so those two come together pretty often. Um, positivity is all about that jovial let's make things wonderful. Let's put together this world that is just full of optimism. Um, it's this uh, courageous hope. Uh, it's very, it's, it's got a good sense of humor. It's always got a good joke up of it, up its sleeve, right? Um, positivity really knows how to set a temperature in a room because they're very, their enthusiasm, people with high positivity, their enthusiasm is very contagious. Um, and that can go both ways, right? Like if somebody who has, who's very, you know, high positivity is having a bad day and you walk into a room, folks might be like, Whoa, like what, what happened to the room, you know? And so you, you kind of are the, um, the temperature setter in the room. 
Um, and so positivity really insists on seeing um, the bright side, not because they don't acknowledge the dark side, but because that's a great place to start is, you know, what's shining right now? What is, what can we celebrate? Let's spend time there because from there, we can really, really just connect and build and, and do those things that we want to do. Um, the other thing about positivity is, uh, I, I think it's a lot of fun, but um, to kind of go along with like the joking side, it's always trying to set that tone of like, hey, we don't have to, um, we can take our work seriously. We don't have to take ourselves so seriously. You know, we could crack a good joke every once in a while and still do a good job, you know. Um, so where where are we at with positivity? With positivity, one thought I had was someone did kind of hint that I have toxic positivity, which mm. I don't think I do. Mm -hmm. um, but I do try to set a good temperature and it's the only way to overcome. So I know a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about young people. And I'm like, young people are going to change the world and they're all we've got because we've made this world. So if we can't count on them. So it's that, that piece of having hope yeah. and trying to plan from a place of hope and not from despair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's spot on with positivity. And there's this, you know, when we, when we talk about hope, there's this, um, there's this relentless pursuit that no, you know what, we're going to be okay. We have to, we have to live in that space because, you know, what the problems we're trying to solve, the things we're trying to accomplish, you know, the things we're trying to, to invent or be innovative about whatever it is, you know, let's start from that fertile ground that is hope, that is, you know, optimism. Let's start there, you know. Um, and so it's a really cool uh, uh, strength to bring to the table, especially because it can, what it can do for a team is energize them and position them to feel um, optimistic about the future. And when you have a team that's, you know, feeling that great, you know, they're going to be engaged. They're going to show up. They're going to want to um, put in the extra hours. You know, they're going to go above and beyond. And so uh, positivity, like I shared, um, I don't know if it was in this one or in the last one, but my wife has high positivity and she is definitely, uh, she is definitely a hoot to be around for sure. <laughs> so what's next? What do we got? Oh, strategic. So here's where we're strengths twins. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> strategic is one of my top themes too. Um, strategic is the map maker. Okay. So strategic is all about like taking in all the information, sorting for relevancy and saying, okay, this matters, this matters, this is relevant, this applies, and then just dismissing everything else. And then from that, creating a path charting a path and saying, okay, if this, then if this, then here, then there, then there, okay, let's go. Right. And there's this progress. There's this movement forward with strategic and it happens so fast. So there's a lot of like acceleration going on in your top five, right? Cause woo is lightning quick. Strategic is lightning fast. And so sometimes folks are like, uh, can you explain that to us for a second? Like you just went from zero to 60 and you, we have no idea where you're at, right? And it's that strategic that moves so fast through a map um, and sorts so fast and prioritizes so fast. 
um, it, it's really cool. It's really helpful, but sometimes we got to, you know, just bring others up to speed and, and explain themselves. You know, it was the, I saw it early on, like as when students are, you know, doing math and they go, they jump straight to the answer and we're like, no, you have to show your work. And they're like, oh, why? And in my head, I'm like, oh, that's early signs of strategic. <laughs> it's, it's super cool, super fast. So what do you think? Where are you at with that one? Where I'm at with that is you just absolutely described me. I have been told that I was like overwhelming someone and he didn't mean that I was overwhelming him. It was like my ideas. Once I can connect the dots, it's like a puzzle, right? Mm -hmm. So I have my irons in, or how do you say it? Iron in the fire, a lot of irons in uh -huh. the fire right now. Uh -huh. <laughs> See, I can't even talk. And I am at a place where I'm like, I have to pull this together and make it make more sense. I can't pursue 10 things. Like, sure I can, but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. So I am looking at how things can work together or what I can take off of my plate. And I am in that rapid movement. It's exciting right now, mm -hmm. but I feel sorry for my kids sometimes because like, <laughs> I love you. We're very low. And then I'm like texting them my ideas because they're here with me. And it's like, you know, they just cheer me on. Awesome, mom. Great. But I have to get it out and I to process it. I have to talk about it. And then it's like, let's keep going. In my mind, I think I'm going to get to this very calm place. But normally when that happens, then I'm bored and I start something new. Hmm. Hmm. Ooh, we'll get to that one in a second. Okay. <laughs> you're just like, you're, you're like segueing from one to the next perfectly. And but, I'm not looking at them anymore. He has it, not me right now. <laughs> but this, the, the, the next one, so strategic, it's all about moving forward, right? It's all about like, let, let's, there's clearly a path in front of us, even though you might be the only one that sees it sometimes yes. <laughs> and others are just patting you on the back saying, sure. Yes. But right. it helps me when they do, you know, exactly. they know, like, okay, she's reliable and it's like, okay, keep going. And it really fuels me. Yeah. So you have that momentum to go forward, right? You have the, the, the energy and, and, um, the path laid out in front of you. And that, and then you say, you need to say things out loud, you know, to process them. And that goes right into your next theme, which is communication. And so, uh, communication is all about that out loud processing. You know, it's all about saying things out loud and and um and really telling a story. Communication really loves to paint a picture. And so, you know, the like I mean, you just said, you know, you have your your different irons in the fire. Is that is that what we decided? <laughs> yeah, you said it right. You oh, got it okay. out right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's rather it, that's way different. You could have said. I have a lot of things going on, but instead you chose to paint a picture, right? And so that's communication. <laughs> I'm going to say these things out loud. It doesn't have to be, don't take the first thing I say to be the first thing I mean, right? I will get there. I just need to speak it out loud first, but you're speaking. So communication and strategic, they're working together. You're speaking out loud is momentum forward. That's kind of like the wheels turning, you know, it's kind of like putting the, the, if strategic has mapped it out, you know, communication is stepping on the gas so that you move forward, so to speak. Um, communication is, is, uh, 
really, like I said, it, it's painting that picture. It's a, <laughs> it's also got jokes sometimes, right? <laughs> um, and it, uh, it's all about influencing others and impacting others through uh, creative storytelling. And so sometimes people with high communication, um, they love learning new words because, you know, new words really help us to paint an even better picture. Um, I, there's somebody who, who I admire that, um, she taught me, she's a, a leader and she, she said the phrase one time, if you had your druthers and I was like, what in the world I didn't hear anything else you said. Cause now I'm like, what does that mean? You know? Um, but the way she spoke really helped to paint a picture, you know, which really complemented her leadership style, I think. Um, but it is about communicating in a way that um, not only others hear you, but there's there's an impact beyond that, you know, and and the impact to us humans is that it helps us to make meaning. And, you know, as I listen to your podcast, I'm like, this is it's so beautiful because it's like just making meaning out of so many life experiences, both the mundane and the sacred. Like it's just it's making meaning out of all of it. And I I hear that for you, it comes out of this communication talent, your ability to like, let's paint the picture, but it's not a canvas. It's a wall. It's a mural. It's a tapestry, you know, <laughs> strategic is like, got it. I, I can cover all of this. And communication is like, okay, let's color in the lines. Let's fill it in. Let's, let's make it really speak. <laughs> no pun intended. Did you write me a review for the podcast? Cause your words are beautiful. So <laughs> I'm just going to say it right here. Well, that that my 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 current role requires me to be a wordsmith. So this is this is good practice for me. <laughs> um, where's communication at for you? Communication is number one, so important to me, and it's an area that even as a family, we've just grown in being able to say how we feel, but also what we need. Whether mm -hmm. that is, I need to talk to someone or I'm sad or you know, it's not your fault, but I'm not feeling well right now. Mm -hmm. Just to mm -hmm. try to express that love and keep people up. I'm very direct. I mean, I'm sure when I, if I'm contacting you to see how you're doing, it's like, hey, how are you doing? But when it's like, can I interview you? Then that's what it is. Yeah. There's yeah. not a lot of fluff, although if I have to speak somewhere, it is artistic. Like I love it. I love to write. I also love words. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And that's the thing with communication. It, it many times is verbal, but there's also sometimes where it's heavily written communication, right? And really expressing through writing. I think like kind of what I'm hearing is there's this like almost a mantra or or, or this animating principle that lives inside of you that says, you know how Nike says, just do it. Maybe for Jojo, it's just say it, you know, just it. say it. it. This is a safe space because when you say it, we can shape it. We can make meaning out of it and we can actually address the real, the real, real. Right. Um, and so just put it out there, say it out loud. It doesn't have to maybe even going back to positivity. We don't have to take it so seriously. We can, it can just be a discovery from there, you know, and, and we'll go from there, but say what you need to say out loud say those things out, say, I love you out loud, say, I care about you, say those things out loud, right? That's all communication. I know you're going to make me cry. Um, You're also making <laughs> me think about, I'm just, I'm emotional all the time right now, full of love, happiness, but part of me growing as a communicator is 
saying things from a place where I'm trying to be helpful mm-hmm. versus being angry and upset and understanding that if someone says something to me, that they're probably not trying to be evil for the most part, right? So assuming someone's best intentions has Uh really helped my communication and this level of honesty. Okay. Can I, can I ask you a question? We're going to detour for, okay. I'm afraid, but go ahead and ask. (laughs) So as we're talking, I'm also kind of like picking up on this, um, it, there's this thing on your radar and there's this like um, perception. How am I being seen? And more specifically, am I being seen as mean and rude? It, is that a thing? Is I think it's, <laughs> it's a thing when I said that I'm direct mm-hmm. because just culturally for some people or generationally, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just walk up and say, hi, can you mow my lawn? It's hello, how are you doing? And sometimes I'll even text my dad and just get right into the thing. Mm -hmm. My mind is always kind of in a rush too. Are the kids okay? Do I have to? And he'll text me back. Good morning. You know, it's like, let's try this again. I don't know if he means that, but also when I was in Colombia, I really went over there not trying to make Colombians be American, right? I'm going to go learn this culture. But the Colombian greetings, Mm. they want to know about everyone and everyone they've met. And I had a lot of visitors. So it was, how is your mom? How is your dad? How are the boys? And it was like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to get to, like, are we going to the mall? But (laughs) they, they retrained me and I saw the, the relationship piece and the caring in that. So yes, I often think about how I'm being perceived. Yeah. Because I know in some spaces, it's not nice. On the flip side, I don't mind if people get to the point sometimes. <laughs> it depends on the setting, right? Like if we right. need something, I want to know. If we're socializing, that's completely different. Yeah, yes. So, and we've brought up different pieces now. I mean, we're talking about uh, our, some strands of our personality when we talk about top five strengths. But then you bring in the culture piece, right? And how does that look across cultures? You know, what 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 does that mean? And how do we operate in a way that's authentically us, but in a culture that's completely different than the one we're used to? That's a whole other, a whole yes, other. But you'll be back anyways. I'm like, you're going to be my co-host. <laughs> so I, I just think it's cool how it kind of gave what it did there, though. We, we talk about really stretching our strengths to kind of, so that they're not like the same shade every time, right? Like, could you imagine if we only had one shade of blue, like how boring would that be? But this time in Colombia has given more hues maybe to your communication talent, right? The other thing is we don't need every single strength every single time, you know? It could be that like we could, in that situation that you mentioned, you know, about people like conversing and not getting on the road or whatever it might be. It could be like, you know what, for now, I'm going to tell my communication and strategic, like go sit in the corner and <laughs> boom, stand up, you know, take over the room. <laughs> you know, that's when we really, that's when we turn them into strengths because we're leveraging them on purpose rather than just showing up accidentally, however we are. Right. 
Um, okay. All right. So, so I'll, I'll rush us into the last one okay. futuristic because I'm like, ah, oh, hands down. Yes, absolutely. A thousand percent. I see it. So futuristic is all about living today in light of the future, in light of what could be, what are all the possibilities? What can we dream up of? What, you know, where can we be? What can we do? What can we accomplish? Um, who could we be with in the future, right? Like depending on your other strengths will determine if that vision of the future is more relational or more um, tactical, but futuristic lives in the future. And so um, I see it combined with your strategic is that there's this constant conversation internally and externally about what's next, what's next. Where, well, <laughs> I want to be here. So that means I got to do this. And and even though, you know, I it, eventually I will be a talk show host, I'm going to do that today. You know, like it, it's living today in light of the future. And so um, sometimes people with high futuristic could be seen as like dreamers, you know, um, they're just kind of like <laughs> living in a cloud somewhere, like just out in space. Um, but really it's because the future to them is just as real and tangible as the present, you know, and it's almost like the present is the past. It's, it's so, so cool. I, it's not one of my themes, but there are some people that I, um, definitely appreciate and definitely care deeply about that have this theme that I'm super grateful <laughs> that they do, uh, because it really helps to keep that momentum. It helps us to keep our eye on the prize and never settle really. So where's futuristic at for you? <laughs> never settle. We can just, you know, what's interesting about this one is if I had taken this assessment two or three months ago, I doubt that it would be on there. Hmm. I just had some good experiences with different people, different coaches, and just confidence in myself. That's like very calming. And that's why those things that I want in the future are so realistic. Like I can make decisions for myself now because I'm sure about what's going to happen in the future. Like, it's not like this scratching at the wealth. It's a very calm way of moving. And sometimes I make choices and people are like, aren't you nervous? And I'm like, no, mm -hmm. like, I'm sure, you know, yeah. so yeah. That was a really interesting one to me, but it did make me also reflect on like, am I living in the present? Am I enjoying my boys? Am I, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if that um, you could speak to if futuristic people have that issue or if that's what it even means. Like I feel. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> the first thing I'll say is, you know, we don't want to necessarily judge it off the bat, right? There's no theme that, um, there's no good themes and there's no bad themes necessarily. Um, I think that there's more of what we want to think about is, are there, how do, are we leveraging them? How are we actually being intentional with them? Or are we just letting them run off on their own? Are we letting them go rogue? Because futuristic can miss out on the present, you know, depending on, do we let it <laughs> run away from the present? Right. I think, what what is helpful for us to understand when folks have this theme as a dominant strength of theirs is that when they talk about um the future 
And like you said, people be like, what well, are you sure about that? And it's like, of course I'm sure I it's I'm there now, you know, and it's so real to you. Just like how when we're hungry and our stomach starts growling and that's a real growl and that's a real sensation in our body. Futuristic is that's how they are about the future is that it's so real to us. And so that could cause us to miss out on the, on the present sometimes. Um, but that's when we begin to leverage other strengths, right? Um, that's when in coaching, we, we look at like habits and how do you build new habits then? And we look at, well, what triggers that futuristic for you? What is it that invites futuristic to come out, you know, and it could be that you walk by a building and it says, you know, for lease, you know, and you're like, oh, I, that's my shop right there. That, you know what I mean? You're like, got it done. And so there's triggers in the environment that really draw out that futuristic. And so knowing those triggers, you can then say, okay, I'm going to be in this place. I'm going to be at this meeting. I'm going to be at this networking event. I'm going to be at this, whatever it is. And I know there's going to be things that are calling my attention to dream for a little bit but I'm choosing right now to respond differently. I, I could daydream. And if I need to, I know I got it. I got the talent. I got the mind for it, but I'm going to choose to do something else instead. I'm going to, I'm going to lean into my woo and connect instead. I'm going to go connect with people. And, you know, maybe you have a, 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 you know, a deck of questions up your sleeve to help you stay grounded in the moment or something. Right. Um, th things like that, that we want to, um, be able to choose our response rather than let our, our strengths run wild. There's a, there's a quote. Um, I heard it from Brene Brown who heard it from somebody else. And I don't know where the chain is or where it ended, but this idea of like between, um, between, uh, like a stimulus and the response, there's this space in which we make a choice and, you know, our response when we're not paying attention, it's going to be one of those top five strengths, good or bad you know, um, that, that one of my themes is analytical. And so it's very critical. And on a, on a, what I'll call on a bad hair day, it could be very sarcastic, you know? And so if I'm not checking myself and that response time is too fast, you're going to get sarcasm, right? Yes. <laughs> but the goal is to create more space between stimulus and response so that we actually get the outcomes we, we what, get the outcomes that we're going after. If that outcome is to be more present, then okay, let's make space between stimulus and response that's going to help us to stay grounded in the present, you know? And and sometimes it's just permission. Like I'm going to give myself permission to dream an hour from now. Right now, I don't need to, right? Sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes, you know, it, if it's anxiety driven, if the future is futuristicness is anxiety driven, maybe it's just telling ourselves, "Hey, there is no bear in the room that's going to chew up all the possibilities and steal them. <laughs> Chill for a second and be here. <laughs> See, normally I tell people not to give me advice I've given them, but I love how you keep bringing this up. It's wonderful. And this conversation, like all of our conversations was thought provoking and intriguing. I'm sure that people will have questions for you. What information can I give them so they can find you? I, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, uh, you don't like socials, right? I, I'm, I'm not. The, so the only social I'm on is LinkedIn, which is half, right. social, half professional, I guess. Um, I don't have the, I can I, put your LinkedIn 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause honestly, LinkedIn is the easiest way to find me. Um, I, I do coaching as a passion, honestly. And, and I've, you know, I'm available as a resource for folks whenever they have questions about strengths, you know, or they kind of want to explore their top five or whatever it is. I'm here's the thing. One of my strengths is individualization. And you combine that with analytical and I'm just a people scientist, you know, like I will, I will nerd out with anybody and to, to see how they, you know, how they operate and how they think, feel, and behave. I love that stuff. So I love that about people there. Well, thank you so much. And I can't wait to talk to you again another time and see when we can have you back on for another topic because you're just a ball of information. <laughs> AKA a nerd. Nerd <laughs> life. All of this. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you. Yes. No, I appreciate you too and look forward to having you again. And everyone, you know that I will leave you detailed show notes. Thank you for listening. And as always, let's get moving. This is Micah, producer of Successfully Unstuck with JoJo, thanking you for listening and growing with us. Successfully Unstuck is not only a podcast, but a community of high achievers who want to use their creativity to solve problems to live a more fulfilled life. Level up yours and start making an impact on others. And don't forget, join the Successfully Unstuck Facebook community and start sharing your wins. We're rooting for you.